Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to r slash malicious compliance, where this employee calls a manager, but not for her. Get your manager here so we can talk to you about your manners. Have fun looking for a new job then. My company takes safety very seriously, to the point we have safety briefings on the regular to keep us updated. Yesterday, we had a talk on compactor safety. One of our big rules is to never, ever, under any circumstances, climb into a compactor unless it's unhooked from any power sources. It sounds like common sense, right? Well, guys, as you're about to learn, apparently common sense isn't that common. After getting our briefing, we get our assignments and are sent on our merry way. I go to my area, clean it, and pull trash. As I'm walking to the compactor, what do I see sticking out of it? but two trousered legs. After the shock lasting a nanosecond wore off, I start yelling. What are you doing, you idiot? Don't go crawling around in there. I know I shouldn't have yelled, but I was so mad. Well, Mr. Idiot fell out and starts yelling at me. Don't you go yelling at me. Where's your manager? Get them here right now. Malicious compliance mode activated. I put on my sweetest smile and say, of course, I'm so sorry. Let's get my manager here. Mr. Idiot smirks and is like, Good girl. So I call my manager over and ask her to come over. Meanwhile, Mr. Idiot is smiling like the cat who got the cream. I'm fighting to keep from smiling. I know that my manager, Miss Heroin, takes safety as seriously as I do. I've seen her reduce full grown men to tears over safety issues. Miss Heroin shows up and Mr. Idiot says, You should train your workers to not yell. Miss Heroin turns to me. And why were you yelling at him? Because I caught him climbing into the compactor and I got scared he'd be crushed. In a nanosecond, Mr. Idiot goes from looking like contented cat to looking like a scolded dog. After a sound verbal thrashing, Miss Heroin calls Mr. Idiot's manager. Within 30 minutes, Mr. Idiot was clearing out his desk, still smelling of garbage. And there we go. A wonderful bit of malicious compliance. The fact that you clearly knew you were going to do this the entire time is brilliant. It's literally like somebody call an ambulance, but not for me. Love it. Now for our next story of malicious compliance. Only do what is in my job title? Fine. Good luck paying employees. So, I work for a construction company as an inventory admin. My job is to basically schedule counts of our warehouse and input the numbers they give me for inventory. Then try to see what the problem is when the numbers on the last counts and current counts don't add up. There's a little bit more to it, but I won't bore you with the specifics. The problem with this job is that when you've been doing it long enough and are good at it, there is less work to do. In the beginning, when counting one rack out of 60 racks of material would take a few days, it was fine because I was always busy. But now that everything is in order, the entire warehouse can be counted in three days. 
This leaves me bored for most of the time. So to fix this, I studied up on our cloud-based ERP service that we use for all internal and external transactions and have become sort of an expert on it. Every single aspect of this company uses this ERP service to do their job. Timesheets, HR, payroll, accounting, scheduling, management, manufacturing, ordering from vendors, delivering inventory, etc. It all runs through this ERP service. So it's very important that this service is up and running perfectly 24-7. I became so proficient in the service that RVP decided to cut ties with our consultants of the ERP because I could do what they did, but better, quicker, and much cheaper. For reference, we were paying these consultants $5,000 a month just to be on standby if we needed them for some sort of problem that could arise from using this ERP. And we had to dish out more money to fix those problems depending on how many hours of their time was spent to fix said problems. Not sure on their exact rate, but it was something like $200 an hour and they took weeks to fix anything while I could fix the problem in time for my daily afternoon poop break. I never got an official job title or raise of any kind for being an expert on this service. The company just saw me being able to do it and let me fix things that happened so they no longer needed the outside help. I wasn't too upset because it gave me something to do, so I was glad to help the company save money, even if none of that money fell my way. Let's skip ahead a few months now. We now have a new warehouse manager, and someone in the warehouse screws something up in inventory by sending a bunch of materials to the wrong job with no records of it being shipped. We're talking a half a million dollar screw up here. In the same day, our ERP had an update that caused a bunch of bugs with our accounting departments. So I decided to work on the ERP problem first because the warehouse F up is more of a delay screw up and not actually stopping anybody from doing their job at the moment. While this accounting problem means our bills are not able to be paid. You can guess what kind of issues we will have if bills are not paid. The ERP bug turns out to be quite big and numerous. So it ends up taking me a couple of days to figure out but I fix it before any bills are actually due and decided to take lunch a little early to celebrate a victory. Crisis averted. The new warehouse manager storms into my office after I get back from lunch and is livid. Apparently, the bosses were putting the blame on him for the warehouse screw up. And considering he is the one who oversees shipments and personnel in the warehouse, the blame is rightfully placed. He starts laying into me, asking why I've not fixed the problem yet, yelling and screaming like a child. I tried explaining that I was fixing an ERP issue and have not had time to look at the warehouse problem yet. He gets even more angry and notes that it's funny how I have time to take early lunches but not actually do my job. That started to annoy me, but I held my tongue and kept calm about the situation. He then ordered me to only do what is in my job title and to leave the ERP BS to the people competent enough to handle it, as he put it. Since this guy was technically my supervisor, I had no choice but to obey. I asked him to send me that in writing and he snarks and storms back into his office. Five minutes later, I get an email stating that under no circumstances am I to work on anything related to ERP unless it involves inventory. Cue malicious compliance. I do nothing but inventory from that point forward, knowing dang well that we would be essentially coasting until we hit a problem that I would refuse to fix. Sure enough, not even a week later, I get an email from HR that some sort of bug in the ERP system was preventing them from accessing payroll to pay employees this week. I reply with an apology that I am no longer able to work on ERP bugs due to the supervisor and to refer to the ERP system help guide for further assistance. 
I knew the help guide was not going to help her in the slightest, but it was no longer my problem, so I wasn't going to deal with it. Skip a few days later to Friday. I checked my bank account in the morning before getting to work and laughed because there was no money deposited. That problem never got fixed. I hurry up and get to work, excited to see the chaos unfold. And what I was expecting was an understatement. When I show up to work, I see the entire warehouse staff of 50 people walking out the front door. I stop one and ask why they're leaving. And they replied with, I didn't get paid today, so I'm not coming back until I do. I go into the office and see the warehouse manager in a panic. He has jobs that need material and nobody to load it onto trucks or deliver. I ask him if he needs help with anything and he just screams at me to leave his office because he's getting phone calls out of his butt from superintendents of jobs asking why our material has not arrived yet. I pass by HR on the way to my office and see a bunch of the bosses huddled up over her computer with her with angry and confused expressions on their face. I guess trying to figure out the problem. I felt bad for her because it really was something out of her control, but I knew she would ultimately be okay because she'd been there for so long that they would never fire her. When I get to my office, I see the VP waiting for me there. He has a very annoyed expression on his face. When we get inside, he demands to know why I did not fix the problem in HR when she emailed me about it. I replied that I'm no longer allowed to work on ERP problems as it isn't in my job title. He has the most shocked look on his face and he asked why all of a sudden I had a change of heart. I show him the email from the warehouse manager and I could see the dots connect in his head. He immediately storms out and I see him heading straight to the warehouse manager's office. They were in there for a few hours, but eventually he comes back to my office. He seems calmer now and he asked me politely if I can fix the problem in HR and if I can resume fixing the ERP if needed. At this point, I liked the relief of responsibility and I told him that I'd only do it if he put it officially in my job title along with a raise. His calmness then turned to anger again and he says, I cannot believe you as he storms out and returns to his office. A few hours later, he sends out a mass email that he's hired the old ERP consultants to fix the problem and that next week, everyone would be paid for the money they are owed along with the money they earned if they return to work. This one surprised me as he'd rather pay over $60,000 a year to consultants than just give me a few extra bucks an hour for better work. I think he expected me to change my mind and just do it for my own paycheck. But I decided to wait because I knew how these consultants were. And if they managed to fix this problem in a week, I would streak naked through the office. Most of the warehouse staff agreed to return, but were still upset about not getting paid. Sure enough, next Friday comes around. Nobody gets paid again. At this point, it's becoming a real problem and the entire staff is becoming agitated. They have bills to pay. I even heard a bunch at the warehouse talking about some competitors nearby that they could go and work for. At this point, I even considered just fixing the problem because the warehouse didn't deserve to be treated like that due to poor management. Maybe I'm the jerk here for this, but I am severely underpaid and can barely afford my apartment. There's no reason I should do extra work for free. That same day, the VP returns to my office and hands me papers. These papers said that I would be promoted to a newly created position that dealt with inventory and ERP upkeep. It would be its own department and he would be my direct supervisor. It also came with a hefty raise. All I had to do was sign and agree. I looked up at him after reading the paper and he had the saddest look on his face. Please just sign it. 
The consultants said it would take them weeks to get around to fixing it due to the high volume of clients they've taken on and we cannot keep skipping paychecks. I happily signed it and immediately got to work on the HR issue. I managed to even fix it that same day. It was just a simple problem with the permissions of HR and payroll in the ERP due to an update. Well, that was a truly phenomenal story and I loved every second of it. It started off pretty mundane. I was thinking, here we go. A lot of technological jargon that I'm not gonna enjoy. But by the end, it was simply sublime. What a story, phenomenal malicious compliance. The thing that just sticks in my head though is that this all could have started much, much earlier. In reality, there was no need for this entire event and chaos to happen for you to get that big pay rise and get what you deserve. That should have happened a long time ago. Ultimately, if you're doing the work of an entire company of consultants who are charging $5,000 a month, but you're doing it better and quicker, then you should at least be earning that money. It doesn't matter if it takes you two seconds. The point isn't the time it takes, just as the point isn't that you can do your amazing inventory work in a few days either. Time is not related to money. That is an old-fashioned way of thinking. If someone has honed their craft and is really good and experienced and is just very efficient and excellent at what they do, I have no cares for how long it takes them to do it. Just do it really well in half a second and I'll pay you the exact same amount, if not more, than someone who would do it worse, but it would take them a year. Yeah, that's an extreme example, but you get what I'm saying. Time is not important. Quality is all that matters. Now, if you don't understand that and you just think, oh, someone's not working that hard because it takes them two seconds, but they're still doing an amazing job. I'm going to pay them less. Then that's on you. And that is a problem with your management team, clearly. And to be fair, probably is a problem with a lot of management teams in the world right now. All I will say is it's a good thing that you did eventually get that raise. However, you still should be pushing for a 60K raise minimum, not the raise that you probably got unless the vp did give you a 60k raise but it it kind of seems unlikely maybe 60k is is you know a little bit too much but hey you are providing the value of sixty thousand dollars worth of money to this company therefore you should be getting it that's just what i'm saying nonetheless great malicious compliance and fair play for holding off because i know you would have been tempted you said it yourself you would have been so tempted to go okay i want to get these people paid now i'm just gonna fix it but no you did what you had to do and ultimately you deserve the raise hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part they're all about safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. And now for our final malicious compliance story of this episode. HOA tried to punish us, told us to stop them if we can. Malicious compliance cost them 16% of the annual HOA income, and the cameras are still installed today. This happened several years ago and is a multi-year long story. I'll keep it as succinct as possible. We installed cameras in front of our home that were looking at our vehicles. Part of the camera angles did overlook parts of two neighbors' properties, one backyard and one side yard. The cameras were battery operated and had a function where you could gray out areas that you didn't want to film. When motion occurred in the grayed out areas, the cameras would not be activated to film. The neighbor's entire properties and several bushes on our property were grayed out. We did this when installing them. One of the neighbors was a friend and had no issues with this whatsoever. We showed her the camera angle and she said she didn't really care whether or not we grayed out that area. 
We still left it grayed out over battery life concerns. The other neighbor's name was Karen. Not really, but we all know why I chose that name. Now, Karen was on the HOA board. And as you can imagine, we didn't get along with Karen or the HOA board. We told her about the camera and showed her the grayed out areas at the same time we told our friendly neighbor about it. It was simply an FYI conversation. We're not on friendly terms not an asking permission conversation but she told us to take the cameras down immediately or we would regret it about a week after we hung the camera up we got a notice from our hoa that we were violating the bylaws the bylaw in question a nuisance to your neighbor's bylaw there wasn't a specific bylaw preventing placement of cameras so this is all they could find to try and punish us we responded with a letter detailing how we were not violating any bylaws or laws in general and asked them to cease and desist we all know how these stories go though they did not cease and they did not desist their first response the hoa has the right to enforce these bylaws try to stop us if you think you can these types of responses were unfortunately quite common from this board we entered this battle with one goal in mind to cost them as much money and time as possible the hoa hired a lawyer specifically to fight us to my knowledge this has not happened to any other residents in the following four months we ended up costing the hoa over four thousand dollars in lawyers fees fighting this battle for reference the entire hoa income was roughly 25k per year when it came time for our official hoa hearing over the matter we had successfully postponed it thanks to an attorney friend three separate times there were over a hundred back and forth emails with the hoa attorney and ourselves each one of those emails was a 15 minute expense for the hoa and i was happy to follow up a follow-up question with another follow-up question if it meant the hoa attorney was going to keep billing them did i say follow up enough times we didn't actually want to take this battle to court so we ended up removing the cameras the day of the hearing to prevent being fined even if the fine wouldn't hold up in court the hoa decided in the hearing that we were guilty surprise surprise of violating the bylaw they couldn't fine us as the bylaws don't allow a fine until after a hearing has been held and the cameras were already removed in the end the punishment was a sternly written piece of paper on the attorney's letterhead delivered via certified mail that stated that we were not allowed to place a camera on our home that had the potential to invade a neighbor's privacy keep in mind the letter specifically stated the camera could not be placed on our home we left the cameras off of the home for about four months until the annual hoa meeting you should have seen the look on the hoa board's faces when i asked them to explain the four thousand dollar line item for attorney's fees that simply stated title searches attorney fees the board actually tried to hide the fact that they spent four thousand dollars trying to fight us over a couple of cameras by putting the fees in as title searches needless to say that meeting did not go well for them about half of them lost their positions on the board the other half including karen unfortunately remained on the board about a week after the annual meeting we installed new cameras facing the same direction as the prior cameras only this time we installed a post in the ground and mounted the cameras to that post the admonishment we received after the hearing specifically stated that we were not allowed to install cameras on our home and said nothing about putting them on a post they did send a letter to try to tell us to remove the cameras but a sternly worded response indicating that we were prepared to fight them actually worked this time around I guess they didn't want to spend another four thousand dollars fighting us we didn't receive any follow-up responses and the cameras on the post are still installed to this day 
over two years and running strong. You see, whether it be on malicious compliance like this or entitled parents, pro revenge, literally any other subreddit on the internet, I've never actually read a story about an HOA that's ever painted it in any sort of positive light ever. So guys, I guess I'm asking you right now, if you are part of an HOA or your house has an HOA board or whatever, I don't even know how they work to be honest. I think my grandparents live on a street where there's an HOA. I don't really know. And I don't know if it's a good thing or not. Pretty much. If there's anything positive about an HOA that you know, drop it in the comments down below if you're watching on YouTube. Because so far, over the four years I've been doing this, I've not seen one positive thing. Does it exist? I don't know. What is the benefit of them? What even are they? Why are we here? These are all very pertinent questions. But again, with this one, like, what are they doing? Really? A camera on one tiny bit of your property that has literally been greyed out and your neighbor has shown you this? Why do you care? What sort of life are you leading to which you would actually care about this? If anything, it's a good thing, right? What if something was to happen to your house, you were being robbed, and the thief happened to go on just that one little part of your property that was in the camera view of your neighbor's cameras. You'd be, you'd be thanking your lucky stars, let me tell you. Then you'd catch them and you'd get all your stuff back and it would be a hallelujah moment. And you'd say, thank you. I'm forever grateful neighbors for having that wonderful camera. But no, instead you wanna spend $4,000 for no reason at all. Why? I just don't really get it. Anyway, guys, that is going to do it for this episode of r slash malicious compliance. Really hope you enjoyed it. A subreddit that I don't cover enough and you guys love it. So maybe I should do more posts from it. If you do want to see more right away, though, I've left another extended episode of malicious compliance. I fooled you. It's actually over here. Crazy. I know. Crazy. Go and click it. It's also linked down in the description if you want to listen on a audio only format. And I'll see you guys all tomorrow with a brand new one. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.